can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer. Because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Welcome back to Swampcast Echoes here on KZSM. That is recorded in the heart of San Marcos, Texas. That's right. True community radio. That's right. We are the one and only, the most popular, uh, the reviews are in, the best rated podcast in the heart of Texas. The best rated podcast in right here in these United mm-hmm. States. According to my mommy, uh, she said this is her favorite Mm-hmm. She said that we did very good job, and that if we do a good job next week, maybe I can get a Pizza Hut personal pizza. Or sleepover. Or sleepover. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Lexi, uh, if my mom says we can have a sleepover, do you want to come? Uh, um, my, my, I have to ask with my mommy first because we have church in the morning. Oh, okay. <laughs> On Monday morning. <laughs> Monday, <laughs> Monday morning <laughs> church. <laughs> um, well, anyway, uh, we're going to pick up. Uh, right where we left off, talking about yokai. That is the topic of this week's conversation. Japanese folklore, demons, ghosts, the works. Um, we also have uh, an email to our 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 uh, our, our community outreach program, uh, uglyswampstories at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we hear from a listener, Chris Hugh, who said, Do you think San Marcos has its own kind of yokai? What do you think, Lexi? Well, that's obvious. Frisbee Dan. It's Frisbee Dan. It's Frisbee Dan. Frisbee Dan is absolutely okay. He's unexplainable. We don't know where he comes from. We don't know where he goes. He has powers. Yeah. Unexplainably um, powerful, inexplicably angry. Mm-hmm. See, you'd think that when I say his powers, I'm talking about his Frisbee throwing. No, no, no. I'm talking about his thick thighs. Oh, yeah. Those are his powers. That's his power. Um, and also being able to spend all of his time out at Sewell Park without having a job, apparently. Yeah. That's a pretty good power. Oh, only sounds like we're getting some sort of aid from the government. That's very true. Well, he had that. Uh, we're gonna talk shop here for a little bit. Um, we're gonna talk some some San Marcos community news. Yeah, sorry for the Brooklyn uh, robots listening. Absolutely. Well, no, because he and uh, Sun God had beef a few years ago at Sewell Park, mm-hmm. where um, Frisbee Dan implied that Sun God was a without a job and B lived with his mom. So, who knows what's true? Okay, well, we've all been there. That's true. Without a job, living oh, with our mom. To be fair, both of these men are in their late 50s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just constantly having competitions with who can be the most tan. <laughs> yeah. Who can uh, make uh, uh, college students the most uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say that's a San Marcos yokai. Another one would be uh, the people that run our apartment complex because they never seem to answer our calls when we have a question for them. Mm-hmm. They kind of vanish into the night. We've heard of them. We've seen them. And we just have everything but proof that they exist. Yeah. Every time I try to take a picture of someone, uh, of one of like the, the realtors that work there, I just get a blurry photo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
every time uh, I put in a maintenance request, uh, the wind just kicks up and lightning <laughs> strikes, and I go, "All right, I'll fill." Yeah. Fix the dryer. You know, every time I try, yeah, every time I try to like tell them, like, "Oh, hey, you never replaced our drawers. You just took them a year ago." Uh, my gums start bleeding. Um, if any of our broken robots happen to be uh, connected to the inner workings of real estate law, yeah, can you tell us if it's legal to say you're going to replace our cabinets and leave us with empty shelves and then not do it? Yeah. They, okay, so uh, we moved into our apartment like a little over a year ago, and after a week of staying there, we got a note slipped under the door saying, hey, you need all of your cabinets cleared by 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. We're replacing all of the cabinets and repainting them. Um, and they uh, took them all. They have not replaced the ones in our kitchen and my bathroom. The ones in my bathroom, uh, the ones, it's too big so it doesn't close on like the, the door hinge on mm -hmm. like the bottom till I get to like the bottom cabinet. Too big, also too heavy for the hinges so it just falls off sometimes. Yeah, and they've been in our apartment to do other things mm -hmm. um, and seem to have forgotten uh, all about the holes in our kitchen. The holes in our kitchen, they never close the door, they let bugs in. Yeah, they once told us we couldn't have a blue tarp on our patio because it looked ugly. Mm -hmm. um, so instead, we replaced it with a shopping cart. Yes. So. Now who's laughing? By the way, if you got my email, please email me back uh, as please, soon as you please, can. Please, please, please do not give us a fee for not having insurance. But we have insurance. We why, have insurance. Why do they keep... Let's get back to the show. Um, so our next yokai that we're talking about tonight is, uh, you may remember from earlier... The Ibaraki Doji, which was Shoten Doji's right-hand man. Right. Spiteful, um, spiteful little loner vengeance boy. Mm -hmm. This a, is his girlfriend. This is his girlfriend mm -hmm. or and boyfriend. mentor or boyfriend. Mm -hmm. uh, no one's sure what the gender is. Their partner. Mm -hmm. Their uh, their sig fig. Their sig fig, yeah. Their, their, um, uh, their, their, their name translates to Thorn Tree Child. Thorn Tree Child. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's just that's just a different that's just roughly translated hippie name. Yeah, yeah. Its parents were just really big into like Woodstock. So Thorn Tree. Okay, so it's like all the all the um, the delicacy of a rose, you know, mm. even with its thorns. Except they're like something bigger, I, <laughs> something something spiky some and kind big. Of, some kind of a uh, plant knife. Yeah, I couldn't think of like anything like a poison ivy or. Or a cactus, they yeah, said. Yeah, right. Thorn tree child. Thorn tree is what I would call a cactus with, like, brain damage. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure I have, like, early onset Alzheimer's. Um, I tried to ask my girlfriend for a drink the other day, and she was drinking, like, kiwi snap. Want to go, can I have some of that mango? <laughs> so that's not, what, not, the, not even drink. Not just, <laughs> just mango. <laughs> can I have, have some of that mango? Can I have a sip of mango? Um, no, but the, uh, the, the Ibaraki Doji was the Shoten's right hand, often portrayed as a woman. The two were considered lovers. Uh, Ibaraki Doji was a wholly terrible and fearsome monster bent on wreaking as much havoc in the human world as possible, which is how you've described most of your exes. Hey. Uh, all <laughs> uh, after his celebrated victory over Shuten Doji, the hero, Minamoto no Yorimitsu, you remember him, mm -hmm. returned triumphant to Kyoto. Uh, he was celebrating at his home when a noble informed them that an oni was seen haunting the gates to the ghost town of Rashomon. 
one of his deputies, Watanabe no Suna, having just returned from a great battle with Shuten Doji's clan, could not believe that there were any Oni left and single-handedly went out to investigate. Ooh. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't remember, there was the, the king of the yokai, the king of the Oni. He was a big bad boy, uh, my favorite demon so far, um, who got killed because he was too drunk by this group of samurai. Um, but his girlfriend escaped. Well, good for her. Good for her. Also, why does it sound... What a girl boss. Why does it... Oh, girl boss, my queen. <laughs> why does it sound like because she was the only girl, she must have been... The girlfriend? The lover. Well, of- she's not the only girl in the, the group. Uh, she's just the only one who's also a half-human, half-demon. Okay. Um, and, uh, uh, they're just portrayed as lovers and like artwork and, and, mm-hmm. and tales and stuff like that. Cause boys and girls can't just be friends. No, never. Samurais and assassins can never just be friends. No, no they're not. They're not friendly. How you doing? Hey, what's up? Somebody just walked by the windows and stared in. Wonderful. Yeah. I hope they want to listen. Live to studio audience. Live studio audience. Um, anyway, so we went out to investigate, and when Suna arrived at the gate, a great howling wind broke out, and his horse could travel no further. He dismounted and continued on foot. Approaching the gate in the fierce gale, an enormous hand reached from the darkness at him. Suna, wasting no time, swung his katana and severed the arm of the enormous demon Ibaraki Doji. The injured demon ran away, leaving her arm behind, and Rashomon was no longer haunted. Ooh. Yeah, so she gets her arm. She gets her arm chopped off by this jock, mm-hmm. you know, um, and runs away. The meathead. This this dumb himbo samurai. Mm-hmm. Yeah, finger on the trigger with that sword. Yeah, wait. What if it was a rabbit? Okay. Mm-hmm. Who well, you can you can chop you can chop guess, a rabbit's arm off. I guess it was a giant. Well, if he was aiming, arm. if it was a rabbit, I don't think he would have swung her. Swung. Yeah, it would have been on the floor. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean. That's that's how most children st- like learn their lessons. Yeah, <laughs> is they reach out to grab something and a samurai chops their hands off. Yeah, every every um, villain in a in a movie for like eight to fourteen year olds ends with a bully running away crying after it hurt its like hand or something or yeah. got embarrassed and goes, "Oh, mommy, mommy," and that was the the end. Of, of Ibaraki Doji. Mm-hmm. Actually, it wasn't the end of Ibaraki Doji. Oh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ibaraki wasn't finished. Uh, she disguised herself as Watanabe no Suna's wet nurse and was able to steal back her severed gotcha. arm and flee. Uh-huh. What does After- a wet nurse do? Is that just a, <laughs> nor- like is that just a normal nurse but that's wet? in my room? <laughs> gross. That's so gross. Hey, come on. <laughs> come on, it's not that bad. Come on, it's not that bad. I don't know why you're acting like it's that bad. No, it's pretty it's pretty bad. Okay. Um anyway, after that her whereabouts were never known again. Dun, dun, dun. So she could still be out there for all we know. So they're just hiding in plain sight. Mm-hmm. They walk among us, the Oni. Risking risking their life. Mm-hmm. Not getting hazard pay. Mm-hmm. You know actually what the description of Ibaraki Doji kinda reminds me of? Hmm. Hillary Clinton. Oh, why? Girl boss? Girl boss, uh demonic features. Too willing to drink the blood of babies. Mm, a little, little too. Hey, man. <laughs> Politics can be crazy. Yeah. Um, has there been a politician who got their arm chopped off in office? In office? Yeah. No. Like a senator, like a congressman, maybe? Mostly just uh, bullets to the head. That Or the chest. Do you know there used to be duels in Congress? 
Mm-hmm. Like during like the 1820s, like if they got mad at each other, they'd just pull up pistols and duel. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I think that's that's how we should keep settling things. Um, yeah. I mean, you want to talk about you want to talk about gerrymandering how you you can manipulate the system in any way you want. I think I think we got to level the playing field, make it life and death. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets a fair shake. Mm-hmm. You, you can't gerrymander a bullet Mm-mm. out of your chest. Absolutely. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I, compl- uh, I completely about? understand. Mm-hmm. Lexi, I think you just solved American <laughs> politics. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really did. Um, mm-hmm. You really, truly did. I think the only thing that make it better is if we gave all of our uh, senators samurai swords. Mm-hmm. That's well, a way to do it. Well, don't they? It's ceremonial. It's not It's not for use. Oh, okay. It's just something to put on the wall. Have you ever seen it's Kill Bill? like a diploma. Have you ever seen Kill Bill? Yeah. Uh, uh, I finally watched it like a couple weeks ago, and there's that one fucking scene where she's where she's flying back from Japan, and they just have like katana holsters, and like Japan Air. Good for them. That movie's kind of racist. Well, well, it's a fantasy. Their fan- <laughs> fantasy fa- is gonna be racist. The, the fantasy is that Japan has katana holsters on their airplanes. Well, I'm not gonna make a comment on that as if I know anything about anything, but that's true. You really don't. It- could be seen as accommodating if you, you know, supply and demand. Wear your katanas around. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. You know, my birthday passed and you didn't get me a katana like I asked. No. You can't. You have to earn a katana. You've not Sorry. earned a katana. What do I have to do? You've got, well, first of all, you've got to, you've got to run, run a few miles around San Marcos. Mm-hmm. Go up to City Hall. Mm-hmm. Defeat Apollo Creed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> May Rocky be so much cooler with swords. Mm-hmm. I guess I probably... Hey, it'd be a lot shorter with swords. <laughs> yeah, you ask me, uh, Rocky, give him a sword. Okay, movie's over like that. Right? That's my problem with movies is they're too cinema long. Cinema Sins. Yeah. Cinema Sins. Rocky didn't have a sword. That's yeah. a Cinema Sins. Imagine Cinema Sins was just a guy complaining about how movies were too long. Mm-hmm. And if he was in charge, that'd be over in two seconds. <laughs> right. He's like, oh, Elsa got ice. What if Anna had fire? <laughs> Movie over two minutes. Well, Cinema scene. What's the matter? You got ice? Just uh, turn on your hair dryer. Melt it. Yeah, what's going on? Wait a minute. What, hairspray? And they were racist? Uh, uh, cut the racist. <laughs> Movie's over in two minutes. Everybody just dance. Come on, girl, Everybody just dance. Good morning, Baltimore. Good night, Baltimore. <laughs> Cinema scenes. I, I say I want a katana. Uh, I chopped my fingertip off at work. Two, like two days ago. Yeah, you really, you really I gotta. I should not be allowed to trust. You need a sixty days without injuring yourself injury? at work. Oh, that's not gonna happen. No, that's oh, gonna keep so taking bad. that sign down. Yeah. Um. Well, we will be right back after this brief message from Laura Ortiz. I hope she doesn't screw it up. Watch Acid Wax with two sad boys on KZSM.org. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just, I, just I, say the rest. We'll cut all that together. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. See, I'm a one take. That's queen. kind of the pro- perfect promo <laughs> for this show. The most unprepared show on KZSM.org. Exactly. Yeah. It's okay. We sound good. Well, it's well, acceptable, well. I guess. Yeah. This is where the beef happens. No one will ever call her the one take queen. The one take queen. Uh, Lexi, I think I think you should put yourself in contention to be the one the one uh, one take queen. I think uh, I think I can do things in one extremely long take. Yeah. Very stylized, very um, very avant garde. You think Yolo is good? 
You only have in one what take. what regard? You only have one. Is good. Just is good. You it's think, just you good? think YOLO is yeah. good? Do I think a saying from 10 years ago is good? I think, mean, not really. Do you think YOLO is good? Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, Lexi, I came up with this crazy new uh, saying. Uh, it's called You Only Live Once. But I'm going to call it YOLO. What do you think? I think that's good. I think, I think good YOLO is good. Yeah. I do things in one take. You only have one take. Mm-hmm. That's it. Life <laughs> life does not have a two-in-one. Nor does it have a, a delete button. Uh, I have an idea. What if, what, if, what if we have like a little challenge uh, where we, we, we lay down like a plank of wood, right? We take pictures in funny places. Mm. I think mm. that's a pretty funny idea. I think it'd be really funny if we started grabbing ice cream by the ice cream. <laughs> you ever think about grabbing ice cream by the You ever think about ordering an ice cream cone and you grab the ice cream by the ice cream? Uh, that's so funny. I like to squeeze it with malicious intent. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Back to yokai, as we were talking about here in Swamp Ass Uggos. Um, next up is Karakasa Kozo, which translates to Paper Umbrella Priest Boy. An- another Priest Boy? I feel another like there's something boy. we're missing with Priest Boy. Now I feel like we got to figure it out. Uh, I don't know. I have no clue. <laughs> okay, say it one more um, time. Okay, Paper Umbrella? Paper Umbrella Priest Boy. It's just, it's, it's, this is a, uh, these yokai are transformations of Chinese-style oiled paper umbrellas. Um, they have a single large eye, a long protruding tongue, and either one or two legs upon which they hop around wildly. Okay, I am having difficulty imagining difficulty it. imagining that. Okay, that's fine. Um, but I, it is fun. I will say that it is fun yeah, to imagine yeah. a an umbrella. Mm-hmm. Um, very. I'm I'm thinking like pajama Sam. I could see that, yeah. Pajama sand style, giant eyes, either one or two. One eye. It's one, one eye. eye. It's, it's either one, one or two okay. legs. Oh, mm-hmm. one or two legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that could either be just the pole of the umbrella, mm-hmm. or it could kind of split off. You want to see a drawing? Yeah, I would love to see a drawing. Okay. Uh, here is a drawing from yokai.com. It's it's a spooky umbrella with a, a Halloween tongue coming okay, out. Okay, everybody listen up. It's like the Gene Simmons of umbrellas. Oh, there we go. That was a perfect... A perfect analogy. Yeah, everybody, yeah, everybody at home, Gene Simmons and Umbrella. Just in <laughs> yeah. your mind, just Gene Simmons and Umbrella real quick. Um, and there you go. Do you ever play the game TKO or TKKO or whatever it's called? It's that Jackbox game where you design t-shirts? Yeah. Yeah. All of the like icons that you pick for yourself are yokai. Like there's one that's like a kappa, so it's a little turtle with like water on its head. And mm-hmm. then there's one that's an umbrella with an eyeball. And that's the Karakasa mm. Kozo. You know what I just thought about the kappa... Mm-hmm. Um, the water on its head. I know, mm-hmm. I I know. I was kind of go, flippant go, about it. I was going you were for some a little disrespectful about uh, its body. Well, look, if it's gonna post itself publicly like that, I just think it's kind of asking for it. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ, Lexi. Inter. Okay. All right. It's all right. All right. What's that? Um, I was thinking. I I was going a little for some low hanging fruit. When uh-huh. I was when I was calling them the Kappa Beta, right? You know what's, but think about it. They have water on their head mm-hmm. that gives them their power. Mm-hmm. If you spill it, they 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 lose their power. Mm-hmm. You have to refill it. Th- tell me that's not a beer helmet. That's tell so me that's fun. not a beer helmet. <laughs> you ever spill you ever spill a frat guy's beer on them? Oh, they 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 they, they, lose they, it. they stop being able to move. Yeah, they're immobilized in fear. No, they, they, that's it's it's gone for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just took the batteries out. 
That's true. Well, whenever your frat boy's acting up, if you take their bear out, blow on it a little bit, shake it around, put it back in, they work fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kappas are the same way. Kappas are the same way. Mm-hmm. The Kappas, we've talked about the Kappa. Let's get, no, we can talk about let's get back to the Caracasas Kozos. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are not particularly fearsome as far as yokai go. Uh, their favorite method of surprising humans is to sneak up on them and deliver a large, oily lick with their enormous tongue, Aww. which may be traumatic even though it isn't dangerous. Oh. That's Well, yeah, so I'm funny. sure that's... I mean, some people don't even like dogs. Some people are scared of dogs. Imagine <laughs> imagine an umbrella coming up and licking it's you. It's licking you? Ugh. It's just oily. 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 Yeah. Just a, a, a slimy, oily tongue just kind of rubbing up all and down on you. Interesting. Yeah, that, that sure would be traumatic. And not hot. Yeah. It's Im- not hot. Imagine <laughs> the um, predator from... Predator. From Predator. You know Predator. <laughs> yeah. Also known as Predator from mm-hmm. Predator. Um, that, but it's an umbrella. <laughs> like, they're not cuddly. They're made of paper. Mm-hmm. And they're oily. Yeah. They... they I I would love to think I would love to think I could befriend one just in nature. Just around with yeah, it. Yeah, of course. That'd be cool. But I do think the the friendliness of it would probably be indistinguishable from <laughs> from from anything else that's coming at me and that makes me scream and tear. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that's that's. I, like, I already have enough people in the park trying I to come that. up and. Oh, me. absolutely. Uh, it's mostly Garrett Bus. Um, no, uh, that's like the thing that most yokai do. Like a lot of them aren't evil or like they don't even try to kill you. Most of the times they mm-hmm. just want to scare you. Like there's one, um, we're not talking about it today in detail, but there's one that is a faceless bartender um, who it'll do that thing <laughs> that like that happens in like cartoon, like shows and like mm-hmm. movies where the bartender will just have like its back turned to you, have his back turned to mm-hmm. you and like, like wiping glasses or doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you'll go up to him and go, hey, I'd like a drink. And they turn around and there's no face. No face. Ooh. Yeah, that's it. That's It just gets a kick out of it. And that's what, that's what it likes to do. That's really funny. Yeah, sometimes it's, sometimes if it's being like really uh, um, bold, mm-hmm. it's, it's really going for the, the, the style points, it'll have a fake face on and it'll look at you and then wipe it off. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Trickster. Oh, the, that, would, that would give me nightmares at the bar. Trying to get a... The, bar- the bartender's attention and they finally do and there's and no, there's no face. face that's really funny um i kind of feel like bartenders have no face when they ignore me every time i go into a bar mm-hmm. yeah you'd like to think they're just yokai <laughs> yeah like that's what they're not looking at me they don't have a face exactly that's that's they're just not people mm-hmm. um next up we have the teketeke which uh doesn't really translate to anything mm-hmm. it's an onomatopoeic name Mm-hmm. Um, and the, uh, the Tekateke is a, a, the ghost of a woman uh, who has been chopped in half by a train. Oh, So God. it is just her upper torso, and she gets her name from the sound her hands make when she chases you as she walks on <gasps> Oh, no, I hate yeah, so that. Oh, I hate Think about it. Um, no, yeah, the, the, this is, like, a more recent one, actually, because yokai, they're folklore, so, like, it's an ever-evolving, like you know mm-hmm. history that people talk about right excuse me um but no uh after world war ii um there was a story of a woman who uh tripped and fell onto mm-hmm. some train tracks um and a train was coming there was no way to avoid it and it was so forceful that it tore her body in half but she did not die God. 
Yeah. And so she's crying for help. Um, she's crying for help. The severe cold of the night caused her blood vessels to contract and prevented her from bleeding out quickly. And so she's just there suffering in this cold. Um, and she was seen by an attendant, but instead of trying to help her, the station attendant just covered her with a plastic tarp and she died a slow, agonizing death. Ouch. Mm -hmm. According to legend, three days after hearing this story, you will see the ghost of a woman with no lower half. Uh, she will try to catch you, and escape is impossible even in a car, as the ghost can crawl at speeds of up to 150 kilometers oh, per hour. Oh, man. Some say that the ghost is searching for her legs, which were lost when she was cut in half. Others say that she is angry at humanity for not helping her when she was dying, and that she is simply out to slaughter as many as she can. Oh, man, I have work in three days. <laughs> we will be late. You're going to have to call in that day. Eternally. Sorry, the ticky-tacky is trying Eternally. to take my bottom half. Well, look, she may be able to crawl at high speeds, but do you think she can navigate the crazy San Marcos traffic? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, the only thing that'll stop a yokai is the not the, using the, a blinker. The, the <laughs> yeah, she can't. She can't use her hand signals. Mm-hmm. No, she's because she's, she's got to use them. them to run. Yeah, slows her um, down. She's got a ticket if she doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh God. What a word. What a terrible driver she'd be. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, because she's a woman. No, because she can't reach the pedals. Right. She's got no legs, Lexi. <laughs> um. No, there's a lot of overlap. I didn't say this part, but um, the story is that when she catches you, she will tear you in half and steal the lower half of your body. Oh, dang. Which reminds me a lot of, like, uh, uh, like the Headless Horseman, basically. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a lot of overlap between, I feel like, like the Sleepy Hollow Myth and Teke Teke, where it's like, they've lost something and they're coming to get it from you. Mm-hmm. I think it's But neat. will it ever fill the void? <laughs> no, not no. at all. Nothing's ever enough. It's like, uh, like, if you don't love yourself, all those books and video games... And little collectibles of Leatherface, they don't fill the hole that you have inside your chest. Mm -mm. Also, a wonderful, a wonderful tale about perspective because you may not think you have good legs, but there's someone out there who that is dying to have what you have. Who doesn't have okay, any honey, legs at all? Okay, honey. So why don't you just like believe in yourself just a little bit more? Because I sure do. Yeah, <laughs> I sure do. And so does Teke Teke. Mm -hmm. Also, I realize I skipped over this part, but the reason that the station attendant just covered it with a plastic tarp was because he was worried it would hurt. It would hurt the image of the train station. Oh, great. And that the trains wouldn't run on time. Mm -hmm. So just bureaucracy at work again. Oh, okay, yeah. folks. So much red tape. Also, this is this is um, maybe a little bit of a stretch, but this is just something I thought about um, with that attendant. Mm -hmm. um, so, well, you've done that at your job before. There's oh. the, there was a woman chopped in half in your drive-through at, <laughs> and he's covered with a tarp. No, that was worry about it. Oh, my mistake. Um, yeah, that would never happen at such a respectable place. Um, no, um, the so you know the trolley problem. Um, where there's one person lying down on a railroad track, um, mm -hmm. and, f and the tracks converge and on another path, there are five people Wait, mm -hmm. or the, it's five people. Okay. It's so there's five people on a track that you're yeah. hurtling towards, but you Pe have the people option, know the thing. Yeah. you have an option to switch it to another track where it can, um, where there's one person laying down. Mm -hmm. So you can make the decision to pull lever mm -hmm. to divert the track to only run over potentially one person mm -hmm. but 
you are deliberately making that choice. Yes. Right? So you can either be passive. And let five people let die. Let five people or die. be active and kill one person. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, the trolley problem. The trolley problem. The reason I thought of that, not just because she was she was ran over, mm -hmm. but because that attendant was passive. Mm -hmm. He decided not to like take part in saving her, or putting her out of her misery, and just let her die. Mm -hmm. But she, but agonizingly, agonizing death, awful, yeah, awfully in public. Mm -hmm. I'd say he was pretty active in covering up a dying I, woman. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you know that's it's funny you bring up the trolley problem because no one ever talks about what happens after. Okay, right. Who's gonna clean up that mess? You. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't think so. No. I want to be stuck cleaning up the mess because I had to make the decision. It's like how how many people even saw mm -hmm. what happened? So exactly. it's like, did it happen? Those five people, you think they're going to snitch on that one person? Don't think so. I don't think so. You just save their lives. Mm -hmm. That one person? Though? That one person though? Well, that's, they're the ticket ticket. <laughs> and that's why. Yeah. she She's mad at philosophers mm -hmm. for not choosing... Um, to do something in a in a completely hypothetical th thought. Mm. <laughs> What's it called? Thought, not thought bubble. Thought. Thought experiment. Thought experiment. Mm -hmm. Also, I never uh, I never finished the legend. Oh, there's more. No, there's more. To but it. wait. There's more. Shortly after hearing the legend, she will ask you a riddle, either in a dream or in a mysterious phone call. The only way to escape death is to answer her questions exactly the right way. She will ask you. You need your legs, and you must reply, I need them right now. Then she will ask you, who told you my story? You must reply, Kashima Reiko. Ka as in mask, she as in death, and ma as in demon. Uh, so basically it was, you know, uh, I heard it by mistake. I heard your ghost story by mistake. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. And if you answer her riddles without mistake, she may just let you live. Kashima Raiko? I swear to God, yeah, Kashima Raiko. Everybody at home say that out loud. Just just repeat just, re just repeat it. Kashima, Kashima Raiko. Um, I swear to God, if any of you sons of bitches rats me out to this <laughs> half woman, I'll come kill you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you better you better watch your stuff. You don't. You don't go putting our name in your mouth. Mm, yeah, you keep mouth. my name at your mouth. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. You heard this. That's the plot. Of, yeah, the plot of the Teka Teka is that she's just saying, keep my name at your mouth. Mm -hmm. She's looking for snitches. Snitches don't need their legs. Mm -mm. And that's what we would do, too. We'd take out your kneecaps. We would definitely take out your Say, kneecaps. Say, hey, you need, you need your legs? Don't think so. Don't think so. Legs uh, are a privilege. Yeah. Um, okay. So next up, this is a pretty cool one. This also goes back to the myth of Shotun Doji. Um, uh, this is uh, Yamato no Oruchi, which was his father. And the name translates to the eight-branched serpent. Uh, because Yamato no Oruchi is a gigantic serpent with eight heads and eight tails. It has bright red eyes and a red belly. The beast is so large that its body covers the distance of eight valleys and eight hills. Fir and cypress trees grow on its back, and its body is covered in moss. I like that. That's kind of neat, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's really cute. That's mm -hmm. gigantic. Oh, it's huge. That's, well, I think it's probably the biggest one we've snake. heard of so far. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely bigger than um, the, Goja, the giant skeleton. Yeah, yeah. But a giant skeleton needs its own little playground. That's true. And a, a loving wife to come home to. Mm-hmm. 
and a hot meal at the end of the day. Exactly. And that's what you're really here for, you know. You were... <laughs> uh, say what you will, but I was raised to treat my husband right. <laughs> um, let's hear the story of Yamato no Orochi. This one is just straight up mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, ages ago, the storm god, Susanoo, was thrown out of heaven and descended to earth at Mount Torikama near the high river in Izumu province. There, he came upon an elderly couple of gods named Ashinazuchi and Tenazuchi who were weeping. When Suzanu asked why they were crying, they explained that they once had eight daughters, but every year the eight-headed, eight-tailed serpent Yamato no Orochi demanded one as a sacrifice. They were now down to their eighth and final daughter, Kushinada Hime. Soon, it would be time for Yamato no Orochi to demand a sacrifice. This guy doesn't play around. No. He's also kind of like the worst landlord. Oh, yeah. Because they're He's clearly crazy. living on his land. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, he just keeps bumping the rates up. There's no there's no <laughs> protection. There's no there's no homeowners association or, 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 le- or like renters yeah, union. Yeah, there's no union that, that can, can say, they can hey, join together. we need fixed prices. Mm-hmm. Also, no one's talking about how OCD this dragon is. All eights. All eights. All eights. I mean, could be lucky. I guess. I don't know. I feel like if I had, if like I had like a deformity where I had like eight of something, I don't think I'd make eight my motif. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, he was really leaning into it. Like he mm-hmm. could he could just he was definitely a theater kid. Have some other interest. Yeah, I mean you don't have to make the most obvious thing about you your personality trait. That's true. I don't talk about my gorgeous blue eyes all the time. I could, but I don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, whoever hears you talking about the fact that you have uh, four heads. Never. Never. Not once. Never. Everyone everyone just gets right past it. Everyone thinks you just have one big head. That's what everyone says. Hold, hey, That's hold on. Hold on. Let's so just back, what I hear from people. So back to the story. Uh, first, Susan. <laughs> you can't tell about it. Turn your mic off. Hey, come on now. Uh, Susanu explained that he was the elder brother of the sun goddess Amaterasu and offered to slay the beast in return for Kushinada Hime's hand in marriage. You're not going to believe this, but I have a haiku. For marriage? No, for like 10 seconds ago. Okay, sure, go for it. Jordan Pilkington. Oh, boy. Turns my mic off when I'm right. (laughs) The in-house expert. Was that last one? That last verse in quotes. That was that was that That's was in so quotes. Funny. That was in quotes. That's so I funny. Ac- I um I accidentally wrote that one incorrectly when I was counting the syllables. Um, I was supposed to write down write Jordan Pilkington the first line, the last line, in-house expert. I just wrote in-house expert both times. That's it says really in-house expert, in-house expert. <laughs> so the elderly couple agreed. And Susanu set in motion his plan to defeat the serpent. Uh, first, Susanu transformed Kushinida Hime into a comb which he placed in his hair. Um, then he had the elderly couple build a large fence with eight gates. On each gate, they raised a platform, and on each platform, they placed a vat. They poured extremely strong sake into each vat, and when this was finished, everyone waited for the serpent to arrive. When Yamato no Orochi appeared, the great serpent slithered into the fence and noticed the powerful sake. It dipped its eight heads into the vats and drank the alcohol. Soon, the monster fell into a deep, drunken sleep. Susanu used this chance to make his attack. He sliced the enormous beast into tiny pieces with his sword. The carnage was so great that the high river flowed with blood. 
When Susanu had cut the creature down to its fourth tail, his sword shattered into pieces. Examining the part of Yamato no Orochi's tail which broke his sword, Susanu discovered the legendary katana Kusanagi no Tsurugi, which is the sword of storms. Oh, God. Yeah, control storms. So that eight-headed serpent had swallowed a sword? It was in his tail. It was in his tail. It was, his, it was just That's there. super far down. Yeah, right? Yeah, that's the kind of thing you see, you know, oh, hi, as, little, a, as a strange x-ray, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there's the yokai, like, uh, uh, x-ray books, like, how did this get here? Yeah. Well, what they no, don't... That, that, that classic, you're in the ER, what's, what's the, what seems to be the problem today? It's an x-ray. Of I like sat on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I sat on, uh, <laughs> oh, Kusanagi oh, oh, oh. no Tsurugi. Um, well, I didn't mention it earlier, but the Kappas, uh, you know, they were also uh, talked about having things up their three assholes. Uh, and one picture was just a picture of Buzz Lightyear with uh, the wings extended oh and an x-ray. And it said, uh, you've got a friend in me. <laughs> uh, the sword was passed down through the generations in the Imperial line of Japan. It is one of the three pieces of Imperial regalia, along with the mirror Yata no Kagame and the jewel Yasakani no Magatama. Today, the sword, which came from Yamato no Orochi's tail, is said to be safeguarded in the Atsuti Shrine in Nagoya. So, did they take out the sword and continue to? Use yeah, he it? he used he used that sword to chop up the rest of right. uh, 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 Yamato Yamada. Mm-hmm. Imagine that happening in a different scenario where you're in battle and your sword just Breaks, shatters, and you just happen to find another one where yeah. you were cutting. You're, it's like Minecraft rules where you use tools so, <laughs> so much, much it, breaks. it breaks and you just toggle I, to the I X hate or... to break it to you, Lexi, but that's also how real life works. No, 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 no. Where if you use something, it, <laughs> it breaks. Those are Minecraft rules. You're right. My mistake. Uh, speaking of Minecraft rules, uh, we will be right back after this. You're listening to KZSM.org. That was a lot shorter than I thought it would be. Um, <laughs> <We're> back. <laughs> Um, thank you so much for joining us today, everybody. This is still, yes, nothing has changed in the past 20 seconds. This Mm-mm. is still Swamp Gas Legos here on KZSM.org. Mm-hmm. We're out here up in the heart of San Marcos, Texas. That's um, right. We've been talking about yokai, um, which encompasses a lot of different elements. Um, it's kind of a grab bag for some Japanese folklore because it's not just, it's not just creatures. It's, it, it's, anything it spends a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Anything and everything paranormal that you could possibly think about. It covers mm-hmm. it. It's just like how Taylor Swift's album Folklore oh covers God. everything and everything, anything and everything uh-huh. that you could ever feel. Absolutely. It just takes the most mundane feelings and your deepest wishes and the things that have hurt you most. Mm-hmm. And it puts them to a tune that you can play. We get it. You're sad. Um, so <laughs> Things aren't easy right now. So, Swift knows that for me. So uh, I would also like to thank uh, everyone listening for tuning into our two-hour show. Yeah. This is our first time trying to use our full time slots. Um, it's fun. It's a fun little mm-hmm. experiment that we're doing. It's a marathon mm-hmm. that we're doing. Not a sprint. Mm-hmm. I would like to also remind everybody that I've been seamlessly, 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 seamlessly throwing in haikus over the span of these two hours. And I would like to give another shout out to the people listening to this live who are just playing that old haiku drinking game. 
um, where you take five shots of vodka, seven shots of Jägermeister, and then five shots of going to the hospital. Every time I say a haiku. This one goes out to you. The mystery gang. Mask phony ghosts and hacks. My demons are real. That was deep. That was for all you guys. <laughs> yeah, where, do, where do you get your inspiration from, Lexi? Mm, I get my inspiration from the things around me. Wow. From bottles of beans. Uh-huh, from uh-huh. cans of corn. And the Scooby-Doo marathon you were watching this morning. The Scooby-Doo marathon I'm watching mm-hmm. right now. We're doing a show. Mm-hmm. A little decor. Oh, I got it on low. <laughs> um, Alright, so we're down to uh, some of our final yokai of the night. Um, this one made me laugh really hard in the kitchen. Um, so this is one of the most famous yokai along with the kappa. Um, this is one that's just like, it's very well known. Mm-hmm. And it's called a tanuki. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, which is sometimes called a raccoon dog in English. The tanuki is, in fact, a real species of East Asian canine that resembles a badger or a raccoon. And these shy, nocturnal animals can be found on all of the Japanese isles. Uh, But the yokai form of tanuki is what they do when we don't see them. Ooh. Mm -hmm. A little bit of gnome action. They're like Perry the Platypus. (laughs) Um, They are beloved not only for their cuteness, but also for the tales of mischief and trickery associated with them. Oh, don't, don't sully Perry the Platypus's good name. He would never be involved in such things. And tomfoolery such as that. No, no things quite Mm -hmm. such as tomfoolery. He's a professional. He's he's a consummate professional who gets the job done. He gives justice. He, he rules with an iron beak and a bill. I think it's a bill. He doesn't rule. He doesn't. He's not a tyrant, but he no, does. But he does, he does command a room. Well, Perry the Platypus is kind of a cop. You know what I mean? He's just he's there. He's a to, secret agent. He's a secret. He's agent. a cop. He's there to uh, perpetuate the status quo and secure his position within it. So really, uh, I think Perry the Platypus is not as cool as a Tanuki. Well, the status quo All being right, that we're not down. taken over by Doofenshmirtz. Uh, the Tanuki possess powerful magical abilities. Um, uh, they are known for their superb ability to change shape. They're, they're shapeshifters. Mm-hmm. That's one of their powers. Uh, the Tanuki have a jovial nature and delight in playing tricks on humans. Right. Mm-hmm. So they were described as like a mix between like badgers and raccoons. It's a raccoon dog. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty common. I feel like trickery is common in vermins. Mm-hmm. Varmints. Yeah, like a fox. Yeah. Or ra- I feel like raccoons represent trickery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like an over the hedge. Oh, yeah. yeah he's kind of like Classic. a tanuki. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Michael Fry, if you're out there. He does follow us on Twitter. He doesn't follow me. He follows me on Twitter. No, I think when I tweeted about Over the Hedge, he had, it was been, one of his off days. He had been um, following so many people that Twitter thought he was a bot. And so That's they took so him down funny. for a few days, and I didn't know how to get his attention oh, after that. Oh, yeah, fun fact. The creator of the, of the Over the Hedge comic, if you tweet about, if you love Over the Hedge, he'll follow you. Mm-hmm. Um, we should try to get him on the show. <laughs> I would love to have him on the show. We could talk about such things like the Iraq. It would not. We could talk about the Iraq War. It wouldn't fit our brand at all. No. To have him. No, but he's a legend. He's a legend. That's true. So there we go. That's true. Um, and he's a cryptid. He's he's kind of like a cryptid. 
Well, he lives in Central Texas. That's why I said we could get him on. Mm-hmm. Um, Coming for you. Uh-huh. Now, aside from their powerful ability to change their shape, perhaps the most famous attribute that Tanuki possess is their massive, massive, malleable, magical testicles, oh, which they can God. adapt to any need they have. Adapt to any need? Adapt to any need? Oh, yeah. Their testicles can be used as weapons, drums, fans to keep cool, oh, fishing nets, no. even umbrellas. No, I don't want any of that. I don't want any of that. Man, imagine imagine a guy on the streets like, oh, you don't, oh, pretty lady has no umbrella. Here, he, why don't I just... He pulled my balls. Excuse me, ma'am. Why are you running away? I'm trying to be a true gentleman. Well, whenever chivalry isn't dead. Well, whenever Tanuki's on a date and there's a puddle, he'll stretch his balls out into a coat so she God. can walk on him instead of getting wet. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. Swipe left. Um, often, Tanuki incorporate their testicles into their disguises. The Tanuki becoming a shopkeeper and its testicles transforming into the shop. Or perhaps a palaquin oh, complete God. with servants to cart the Tanuki from place to place. So if a Tanuki was like a hot dog vendor... The hot dog cart that he was pulling hot dogs oh out of would be his God. balls. God. That rules. Seth Green, is that you? <laughs> Seth Green, come out now. I I know this is just your latest Fox Fox show. Come on, Seth Green. Go ahead. No, Go ahead. Get it out of your system. Animate it. The Tanuki rule. Rival Big Mouth. Um, uh, uh, the fact that they're described as massive. Yeah. Every Come source on. I found mm-hmm. talks about their massive balls. That they sometimes just like to rub on them. They they either rub on their balls or their big pot belly. I hope that there is some sort of cultural divide where it's so unfamiliar to us that that's what we think it is. Mm. I hope it's just not that. I hope oh, like it's, it's a mistranslation. Yeah, I hope no, it's, it's like. Not. There, I can pull up a drawing of of uh, um, of a tanuki. Uh, and you'll see. It tan- better not be fan art. Tanuki balls. You it's it's just a picture of Rocket Raccoon <laughs> with his balls stretched out. Oh hell yeah! Okay, I'm posting this on Twitter. It is a um a a painting of a Tanuki in a in a kimono throwing his balls at a flock of geese to <laughs> to scare them away. And then here's another one where they use it as like a ground pound move against some some poor bald bastard. <laughs> Why haven't they added them to Smash? Why isn't it a Smash DLC yet? You're so right. Well, there's the Tanuki suit in Mario, um, where his power is to get giant balls. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man, you don't play Animal Crossing, but yeah. for those of you who do play Animal Crossing, the Nooks are Tanuki, right? Mm. Um, tanuki. and there are, there are, and there are two Tanuki who run a shop No. and they're shopkeepers. So what that means is that the Nook shop, the Nooks, the Nook corner store is just, you're just in Tommy and Timmy's just massive, malleable balls. They've been playing us this whole time. This whole time. <laughs> I can't believe we fell for it. There's got to be a way out of this somehow. No, Tanuki I want rule. my lawyer. Tanuki rule. Um, a famous nursery rhyme about Tanuki testicles is learned by children everywhere in Japan. You want to hear it? 
Sure. So it's why not? Tan tan tanuki no kintami wa kazimo nai no ni bura bura, which translates to tan tan tanuki balls. Even when there is no wind, they swing swing. <laughs> That rules. Oh, man. That Mary rules, Mary Poppins, dude. how long will you be here? Oh, until the ball swings. <laughs> <laughs> and when they swing another direction, I'll be gone. Oh, man. Yeah, when the balls... The, when the ball swings should be as ubiquitous is like when the fat lady sings. <laughs> man, Tanuki's rule. <laughs> oh, man. Man. That's for children. That's for children. Yeah, it's for children. I mean, we've got some morbid stuff. We've got we got some morbid stuff. You know, uh, well, bring around little, the posies bring about, around like the, about the the Black Plague. Mm-hmm. I think the Japanese children have it way better, where they're just singing about raccoon balls. Yeah. Um. So what that means is that if you ever want to take away a tanuki's power, get them fixed. Ooh. And they they lose their magical powers. I talked mm-hmm. about Samson earlier. Right. You cut off their balls, mm-hmm. they lose their powers. They do lose their powers. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um, that's what that's what the vets want you to do. You collect them, take yeah. them in, re-release them. Mm-hmm. Keep, keep make sure the they don't keep, keep the population down. down. Keep the new, yeah. Do you think that happened to our cat uh, when I got him fixed? He stopped being able to use his ball. Our cat's balls were massive. There's um, so much that there's still some left. Yeah, I after I got after we got our cat fixed, um, he came home and he still had balls, and it's just because they were so big that there's like just so much left over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have um, to Google why are they still why here? Why do our cat? Why is our cat still got balls? Um, but yeah, so that's a tanuki. Uh, since they're shapeshifters, they also like to like transform into people sometimes, and they mm-hmm. just live lives as humans just because they can. Right. Um, where uh, Tanuki have well-earned reputations as thieves, drunkards, liars, and cheats. Hey, if you so they're like any Italian. Anyone you want to be. Oh, there it is. There <laughs> it is. You can shapeshift it into anybody you want. Why not just live a good life? Yeah, but also they could be, uh, you know, thieves, drunkards, drunkards liars, and yeah. cheats. I mean, yeah, you never stop shapeshifting. You know, when your luck's over at the craps table, shapeshift into someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, security will never find you. Yeah. Uh, they it, just play out the 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 whole movie of Now You See Me. Now you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, well, fun fact: uh, Jesse Eisenberg is a Tanuki. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why we've we've never seen his balls before. Mm-hmm. That's why. That's the one and only <laughs> reason. reason. Um, We're on to you. I didn't know how to fit this into our ball talk. Um, but in the ancient religions of the Japanese isles, Tanuki were considered gods and rulers over all things in nature. Yeah, I feel like you'd have to be pretty, pretty complimentary to something like that or else, you know, watch out, you're going to get sat on. (laughs) So you'd have to be like, yep, I uh, honor these gods. Definitely honor these gods. I'm so excited to post these pictures on, on my Twitter because we don't have a show Twitter yet. So Mm -hmm. it's just my, it's just our own. Mm -hmm. Um, There's going to be no context for the rest of our followers. (laughs) Where it's just pictures of raccoon balls that are just getting thrown around. I wonder, ooh, should we buy a print of one of these for the apartment? Of one of those? Yeah. 
Man, I still have parents who think that okay. I'm wholesome in, in any regard. I don't think that's... What's wrong with that? Look, look. My mommy said I can't have raccoon balls on the Oh wall. my god, here's one of him using his balls as a boat and pulling other tanuki. <laughs> oh my god, there's so many. Oh, here's one where uh, tanuki is using his balls against like uh, the ancient Japanese version of the Three Stooges. It's like a wheelbarrow. Oh my goodness. It the Tanuki kinda look like that one episode of South Park where all their balls swell up. I don't like South Park, but there's that one episode where they like, Seems like I like South Park. No, I don't. I saw a commercial sure for it on Comedy Central. Sure I swear to God, but they use them as little like bouncing balls. You know, look. It's if it's your Swiss Army knife, you know, at least they're leaning into it. Here's one Use them of, for of a group evil. of Tanuki using their balls as hang gliders. Good God. I would like for this to stop. I would like to go the rest of my life. Ooh, here's one, here's one where they're using balls as drums. They're just beating on it. Oh, man. Well, that's what they call it. This rules. I don't know. I don't know what that fan art. I don't know what fan art. This isn't fan art. This is, this is historically significant cultural art. Enough of that. Yeah. Get that. Oh man! Somebody got a tattoo of uh of tanuki balls. That's awesome. And it's historic. It is historic. You as a as a historian, Mm -hmm. you know, if you if you're really committed to your craft, you you would get that. I'd get a tattoo. Get that tattoo. I will. I'll get a tattoo of a tanuki riding his balls like a sled. Ooh, idea. I get a I get a tattoo of a tanuki who's dressed like Rocky and he has his balls up like a punching bag and oh just kinda whacking on him. What do you think? Oh my god. Good idea? Yeah, that's a good idea. Thank you. Oh, you know what it is? It's a great idea. Thank you. You're right, it is a great idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Imagine that spec scripts. That's <laughs> in the Rocky. Rocky movie. nine. Rocky nine, Rocky punches his own balls. Um well, anyway, that's been our show for tonight, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we had a lot of fun today. This was our first two-hour show. We might do more. We might do less. It really just depends on how much content we have mm-hmm. prepared. Do you have any more haikus you want to read? Um, well, this one, some some of these did not come up as organically as I thought they would. Um, one of them actually came up earlier by mm-hmm. chance, which is this one I thought was not going to come up at all, but we did kind of mention Banks. Okay. Banks are not your friend. Lower rates and good service. Credit unions win. Thank you. Thank you. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So, CIA Intel. Give me the strength not to look. God is not in charge. <laughs> I like that one. Thank you. That's pretty good. Thank you. Um,. Do you write one about Mothman? I did write one about Mothman. Let's hear it. Or it's about the show in general. Okay. Ghosts, aliens, and cryptids. I love their growing, their their glowing red eyes. Mothman, please swipe right. I like it. Mm -hmm. That was pretty good. This one is also about Mothman. Okay. Tired of this bullshit. Leave me on read one more time. I will still blow you. (laughs) (laughs) Mothman, if you're out there, <laughs> Mothman, if you're out there, please. Mothman, free blowjob standing, standing offer from from the offices of Swamp Ass Argos. Mothman, 
These views are my own. <laughs> That's so funny. KZSM is separate. <laughs> Leave them out of this. Oh, well, anyway, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Um, if you have an unexplainable encounter or a story you'd like us to cover, please email us at uglyswampstories at gmail.com. Uh, I've been Jordan. And I've been Lexi. Thank you for listening. an encore presentation of Rock Your Face from October 12, 2017, featuring The Beatles, Wilson Pickett, The Allman Brothers, Frank Zappa, and more.